Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Daily Time or Eastern Standard Time. I don't remember what Mike told me last night, but it is the that time of the week. It's your favorite time of the week. It's the Mike and Miss Show. What up, Mike? Doobie, doobie, doo. Dude, I put this remember shirt that? on. I put this shirt on today because um, for many reasons. I thought Mike Perry was going to be fighting Logan Paul coming up. Apparently, we all got trolled hard by fucking Dylan Dennis again. But on this shirt, he was fighting Julian Lane. Julian Lane's coming back. He's fighting in Orlando, November 3rd, right? He's he's on that fucking Orlando card. Along with our first guest of the... Is he fighting? No, Cameron Van Camp's fighting this weekend. No, next weekend. That's right. Next weekend. Anyway... Julian Lane's coming back. Britton Hart just got fucking a, a, a victory under her belt. She's Not going to Thailand. The week after Thailand, this guy right here holds the belt that the that that Van Camp's going to be fighting in his division in the 165 pound division. So I threw this fucking shirt on because it had all kinds of meaning and shit. Had now, a lot of meaning. Now I just got really I, deep. With now that. I feel like fucking Logan Paul and and Dylan Dennis and them just fucking trolled us all and got us again because I don't think Mike Perry's. Fighting Logan Paul on, on October on October fourth. I, I, I know, I you know, I hate to bust everybody's fucking bubble and everybody in the bare knuckle world, including ourselves, got excited for Mike Perry to be fighting Logan Paul. But I don't think that shit is happening anymore. But anyways, hey, Mike, yeah. we got two guests coming up tonight. We're gonna bring our first guest on in a minute, right after we shout out our sponsor. But we got an absolute fucking killer. Entering the 165-pound division in the BKFC. This guy's going to make an immediate impact. Our first guest of the evening will be Cameron Van Camp. You guys all know him from his MMA days, uh, B2 fighting, Shamrock FC, UFC, you name it, he did it. Um, and then we're going to follow it up with another with another guy who is a hometown favorite in those South Carolina cards. We yeah, first saw him. Me. Yeah. This dude owned the first time we were down there in Myrtle Beach. It was his house. And I don't then, think we met a person that didn't know him. Yeah, everybody knew him. And then we went down to Greenville. It was all the same. He he comes with a huge army of people. Uh, Brandon Bushell will be on right after Cameron Van Camp. But, Mike, we got a sponsor to shout out real quick. And then we'll oh get the show on the road. God. We do. We do. We have a sponsor. Shout out Let's Go Boy. Shout out Let's Go Boy. Check it out. The Shave Parlor, Barber Lounge, and Studio. You need to get over there. J and Omar, certified shave and fade masters and beard specialists. Don't be walking around with that cruddy do that you got going on right now. You need to get in there and get faded up, look clean, look crisp. How are you ever going to pull anything with that crusty look you got going on? You know what I'm saying? Got to get over there. The shave smaller 101 Del Prado, Cape Coral, Florida. Get over there and get a fade, man. Mike. Yes. We learned the word two days ago. You cannot have Riz if you don't have a good haircut, right? That's For anybody right. that doesn't know this, I didn't know what it meant until Rizzed. a couple of days. Riz means like your ability to pull chicks. Like you, you're suave with the ladies. You got that fucking Rico Suave about you. That's that Riz. But if you're walking around with a shitty cut, yeah. that's your own fucking goddamn fault. Get over to the shape power, CJ and Omar, and get it done. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and do this, Mike. What do you say? Let's bring in our first guest let's of the evening. It. We've been hearing about this guy for a while, uh, coming over to the BKFC. Our, uh, a good friend of ours, been talking about it for a long time. Um, he is signed with the Jackson Wink Smith Brothers Management Company, and he will be making his debut 
at BKFC 52 against another fucking heavy hitter, Jeremy Holloway. Here he is, Cameron Van Camp. What up? Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on, man? Yo, Let me yo, make you yo. big. Hold on. I got to make you big on the screen. Make them here. big. I'm trying, dude. I'm trying. My 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 internet. Sometimes my welfare internet gets a there little fucking stupid. <laughs> here we go. Hey, welcome to the show, my friend. Like I said, we've been hearing about you for uh, for a minute now. I thought you were gonna get a fight in the BKFC months back, but uh, you're finally here. You're finally about to you know make your way into the 165 pound division. Welcome. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. So. Uh, like I said in the intro, dude, you have a pretty impressive MMA career, 15 and 7. You you um know how to throw them hands like a motherfucker. Uh, Mike and I were re-watching some fights today, and the Bobby yes. Volker fight. With, yeah. uh, no, Bobby, yeah, Bobby yeah, Volker. Yeah, Volker. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy yeah. shit, that fucking dude. I love that fight. That's a cool fight. That is a great fight. And, like, you were hitting him with so dude. many damn fucking bombs knees punches elbows he's tough he's tough tough. that dude is a goddamn terminator for sure yeah which what was weird about that fight though not to go off on a tangent when your mouth guard fell out for the second time the dude took a point i I was like wow he took a took a point right away for that shit that kind of probably threw you off right kind of weird um I don't know when when my eyebrow got split open too. Uh, my mouthpiece had fallen out. I was like on the ground. Yes, <laughs> and you were, had your arm all crazy. Grabbed it, yeah. I tried to put it in my mouth, and he hit it out again. Well, the ref saw me doing that, right? And he's like, he's like, put it in your mouth, or I'm gonna take a point. So I'm like reaching, I can't find it. And finally, <laughs> he says it again. I like look at him. I'm like, where the fuck is it? Boom. Boom. Elbow. Split me. Then he stops it. Then he gives me the mouthpiece. I'm like, thanks. you do what a fight if anybody hasn't seen that fight anybody in the comment section go check it out man that's an entertaining ass fight but uh dude you come over here like i said with an impressive resume you you've done a lot in the world of mma but here you are a young man 30 years old uh taking the gloves off stepping into the bare knuckle world um what made you decide to get over there man just you know i i did a lot in mma and i'm not done with mma yet I don't feel but um just when you get all the way up there it becomes like a lot it's pretty political there's a lot going on and I kind of lost a bit of like uh, a bit of myself just some stuff goes on up there and I just wanted to get back to like what I loved and fighting and bare knuckle just seemed perfect for that just, I like how raw it is and I like uh I can just get out there and have fun and fight, you know. Have you been a fan for a while? Do you follow the fights? Yeah, so uh, I work with Chris Lytle. You know, he's he's very into bare knuckle. And uh, yes, actually, before I signed with the UFC, when bare knuckle was first happening, I was talking to Chris every day. Like, man, I kind of just want to do that. He's like, no, you're so close. Just, you know, stick the path. Do what you're going to do. So oh, I did. Shit. and You know, I'm glad I did. But, you know. Really, ever since Bare Knuckle came out, I just I loved it. I thought it was cool. It's it's funny that you because we were going to ask you that we were going to we were wondering if Chris Lytle was the conduit that got you over there into Bare Knuckle, but it sounds like what you just said he was the one that was stopping you at first. <laughs> but what you know what changed? Did you go talk to Chris after after a little while and be like, dude, I think I I think I really want to do this now? And he was yeah. he was yeah, just he the put way you I- in touch with the right people or what? 
yeah, the way everything went and, uh, you know, when we decided to make the move, Chris was like, he's like excited for it. He, he thinks it's a real good fit for me. And, uh, yeah, he's honestly out of everybody around me. He's the one that like hypes me up the most with it. So I'm, I'm really thankful Dude. for that. He was on the, the bare knuckle show with Brian Sosha the other day. And, um, Sosha's like, uh, you know, I, I can't remember what he said, but he's like, when you watch this, you ever have that itch to like get back in there and fucking Lytle goes, um, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm pretty sure I could still beat like 95% of the guys on the roster. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty good. I'm sure. I think so too. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Fuck, I'm fucking like, he's he's yeah. a wild man. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in fucking great shape right now too. That We just saw him in Denver. That motherfucker is jacked out of his mind. Yeah, you still train with him every day, or? Yeah, well, he's gone a lot now, especially for the bare knuckle. He's traveling a lot, but when when he's here, I try to get as much work with him as I can. And uh, you know, our our coach, who also used to coach him, uh, hears that we're sparring in the morning. Sometimes it kind of gets after Chris. He's like, "You don't need to be sparring anymore. You're too old." But fucking Chris is just a killer, and he loves it. You know. Nah, yeah, for sure. He's an awesome guy too. The first time, like Mike and I just started this podcast a couple of years ago and, um, and then BKFC started having us come out and cover their events. And I go down there and, and, um, we go see a friend of ours, Kevin Smith, you know, Kevin Smith, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone knows Kevin. He's in the comments right now. What up, Kev? So we go see Kevin at this bar and Kevin and like at the time we're just starting. So we're still kind of we're like really fanboying out over like certain shit. Right. Like certain people would make us feel a certain way. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I, ne I need to talk to you to get yourself a drink and meet me over there at that booth. And uh, we'll sit down and talk. And he points at the booth and Chris Lytle's sitting there drinking a beer. And we're like, and yeah. He starts walking away, and Mike and I turn to the bar, and I'm like, "Oh shit, dude!" I'm like, "Chris Lytle's sitting in that booth right now. We're gonna go yeah. sit down. <laughs> well, that, this is fucking wild, dude. Are we yeah. gonna go sit over there right now? Is that what <laughs> yeah. we're gonna do, right? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Whatever. You know. So we walk over and we sit down, and we're like, "Hey, what's going on? I'm Mike. This is this is Kyle. You know, blah blah blah." He's like, "Oh, I'm Chris. I I do some firefighting and this and that." It's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you. <laughs> you know, don't know who you are. You're a firefighter." <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Nah, it was cool, man. <laughs> we spent a couple hours that night. But dude, here you are. You're coming over to BKFC. Like I said, we've been hearing about you for a while. And you're stepping into a, a division that is ultra interesting, like right off the rip for you. With yeah. you having the, the, the background that you have and the name that you have and the striking pedigree that you have, um, I really feel like Jeremy Holloway is a perfect first opponent for you. He's got a he's got a lot of MMA under his belt too. He's a fucking heavy hitter. You guys are kind of built the same way. Um, but you look at that division, you got Gogo and Jake Lindsay and, and Elvin Brito and Rico Franco. There's there's all these like real fucking badass bare knuckle fighters in that division. That that must that must be exciting for a guy like yourself that wants to get back to kicking ass again, you know? Yeah, I mean, of course, I, I love any challenge. Um, I'm excited for this fight. Uh, it's actually this fight was supposed to happen in MMA like maybe three or four years ago. Uh, it ended oh, up getting shit. scratched. Uh, I ended up having an injury to my neck, and uh, I think uh, he he re-signed the fight someone else, and the whole card ended up getting scratched because of COVID. And uh, so, yeah, I, I look forward to fighting him. I think it's a great fight, and then I, I look forward to, to – climbing up and seeing what these guys are made of. 
Dude, you being you being the guy that uh, you're kind of you're pretty well rounded in your in your game as far as striking goes with you know, with your knees and your elbows and your kicks and your spinning shit and all that stuff. Do you think it's going to be difficult for you to fucking back off some of the some of the striking techniques that you've grown to be so accustomed to throw and just only throw the hands? And also, how much are you looking forward to some dirty boxing in the clinch? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been boxing for so long now that I'm, I'm used to it. I never really like I had good straight kicks. My like high kicks were never like super great, but I am really going to miss knees and elbows because I absolutely love those. Yeah. I'm happy that there's no ground game. I, I have submission wins, but I, I hate being on the ground. And uh, I, I think maybe not with this fight because this guy has MMA experience, too. But, you know, against some of the more uh, boxing uh, dudes, I think the dirty boxing is going to be money. So, yeah. Well, like you, like you, you've been watching the sport. Like the guys that come over from MMA usually transition a little better than the boxers as well. So you know, because even though you're not dirty boxing per se in MMA, you are working in the clinch a lot more than the yeah. boxers that get broken up every time they hug it out. Yeah. So this and shit I should. Like, be- I feel like the boxers are a little more used to being able to hide behind these big gloves and uh yeah the the timing just a little bit different the the angles that you can fit punches in i think mma really you know you find the little gloves all the time so right. it's a lot closer it's 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 crazy too because you do see the boxers that come from a, like a strictly boxing background and try to hide behind the gloves and they get peppered with jabs right down the middle there's a few guys that I, I'm not going to name their names, but there's a few guys that get this whole fucking part of their face is just a fucking yeah. bloody mess every time they fight because they won't get away from this. Yeah. So, yeah. and the progression of the sport itself, you know, like earlier in five, you know, five years ago, everybody was just humming wild fucking shots at each other, trying to just knock the other guy out as fast as possible. But then they realized quickly that you can break your hand on top somebody's fucking yeah. head. Yeah. So yeah. you, you got to pick them, you know? You got to be smart with the shots. You got to be accurate. If you're hitting up here, yeah, you're just going to break your hands. A lot well, of like people are learning. Keegan Vandermeer, right? Keegan Vandermeer, uh, he just fought his second fight for the BKFC in Denver. Yep. His first fight on for the promotion, he hit the dude with a right hook in the fucking side of the head yeah. and put his knuckle back here in his hand. He did knock the dude out and put three staples in his head, but he did fuck his hand up, so he was yeah. out for like almost a year. That's yeah, crazy. that's that's the only, uh, or that's one of the biggest concerns is breaking your hand because you know even if you win the fight with a broken hand, now you're out for you know however long, and that's you know money that you can't make for that much time. So yeah, so I'm not I'm not having you overlook Jeremy Holloway at all because I know that you've you've watched plenty of uh, film on him. You trained for him in the past, like you said, you were going to fight him in MMA. Now you're fighting him. But when you look at other guys in that division, do you do you look at like um are you impressed with like Gogo Slavesky or are you not impressed by his wild haymaker st- uh you know style of fighting? Um are you impressed by Rico Franco or, or Carlos Trinidad Snake? Do any of these guys do you even know who any of these guys are yet? So I've seen Franco and he's tough. Uh I think as far as like bare knuckle you know, I haven't actually been in there, so I can't like speak too much on it. Some of the like really crazy brawling actually ends up working in bare knuckle. I think you got to find like a happy medium between technique and like chaos that like works really well. Um, 
I can say that nobody in the division will be able to keep up with the cardio that I have. I know I have a lot that I need to learn as far as, uh, you know, what it's actually like when I'm in there and, you know, as I climb, I'm going to learn that. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm really not looking at anybody too hard. I'm just focused on doing what I do and taking the fights that come my way and just working my way up. Yeah. You're going for a belt. You're not just here for a fight or two, right? You're, you're going all the way with this. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to hear because I, I, I think that they need people to stick around. Not that a whole bunch of people aren't, but there are people kind of sneak in, do a couple fights, sneak yeah. back out, come back. It's nice to see the fighters like a Reggie Barnett that's coming up or Lorenzo Hunt who just fought that have gotten into the sport and kind of just stayed here yeah. and they've grown into it. As you can see, I mean, Lorenzo is a, a pretty much a yeah. superstar when it comes to people in the sport. He is the, probably the most known BKFC homegrown fighter, I'd say. So yeah. it's nice that you're sticking around. But we also heard that you've been trying to fight for a while for BKFC and that you were probably going to take however many short notice fights. How many short notice fights did you, were, were you going to take and what happened? I took a lot. I took uh, one fight on a two day notice and uh, I would have had to cut like all the weight like that day that I took yeah. and then fucking drive all the way down there. Uh, dude didn't want it. Uh, I took um, the Rico fight uh, over in London on a week notice because Caleb was having trouble with his passport. He ended up getting it. So I didn't get that one. Uh, but there were several more where it was like kind of a short notice thing and I stepped up and uh, dude either found someone else or just didn't want it. They just knew. <laughs> People just didn't want to sign. Yeah, yeah. That, that's too bad, man. I'm, that, that's that got to be a fucking kick in the nuts. Because, like, yeah. I mean, it's also a pat on your back, though. And, like, people are – I kind of take that as people are afraid, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I mean, well, either they're afraid or they got offered me plus this dude, and this dude's a lot, yeah. you know, easier. And then, sure. You know, fight that guy. So, I mean, they're afraid or they're trying to, you know, make as much money for the easiest fight possible, which is just smart. So Yeah. Yeah, and to, yeah, to play devil's advocate, if you're taking a short notice fight and you're gonna, you're going to fight one yeah. person, and then you go, well, I don't know if I was, I was going to yeah. fight this guy that might have been one yeah. and one, yeah. and now you got to fight some much more experience in combat sports. It's like, ah, I think I'd rather have a few weeks <laughs> at least to prepare for this, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, it was it was frustrating not getting the fights, but at the same time, like I, I understand, you know, where, where the guys are at. Yeah, yeah. So, so Cameron, you've been, you've been around to a bunch of different MMA organizations. You even made it all the way to the UFC, the big, the biggest, great, the greatest sports combat sports organization in the world. Um, what you, have you been to a BKFC event live? Have you been there? I have not. You have not. I was going to ask you like what you see out of the BKFC right now, are you impressed by the product that they're putting out? I mean, I, I would imagine that you wouldn't even fight for them if you weren't, but like, what do you think about making it all the way to the UFC, seeing what goes on there and now like seeing the product that you're about to step into? What do you, yeah. what do you think about the product? So like early on, I, I loved the whole vibe of BKFC. I liked it. I think the production was great. The the way they were putting it out was great. And, and at that time, like way early on, it was like, honestly, like, not great fighters there were a couple good ones but a lot of them were just like scrapping but the the way that they put it out 
it looked really cool. Like it really, really caught my eye. Like I said, that was before I was in the UFC and I was like ready to quit trying to get to the UFC and just fight bare knuckle. And um, I've talked to Chris about the shows and he's, he's told me about it and yeah, I'm, I'm really happy uh, with, with what it is. I'm happy that I'm signed with them now and uh, I'm excited to see what it's about. It, it really is like, Mike and I have been to all kinds of, you know, Bellator, uh, Glory, UFC, boxing matches. We live near Mohegan Sun, so yep. reality fights are always there. Uh, Bellator is Lion always there. Blind fights, I think. Lion fights. Um, so we've kind of seen a, a little yes. bit of everything. Yeah, CES all the time up in Twin River. So, like, even, like, some of the amateur uh, cage wars up in Schenectady, yep, New York, wars. puts on a good product, too, but... The BKFC, the first time we went to one of them live, it was during COVID, by the way. So so yep. we didn't get like the, the crowd. It was Knucklemania feel. 1. Yeah, it was Knucklemania 1. And we didn't get, you know, the, the full feel of, of the event. But what was there, they, they had half capacity. And just the, the production value itself with the ramp and the lights and the big screens and like, it was fucking fantastically put on. And we've been there with, with them for a couple of years now. And uh, right now you're stepping in there. They're like, they're really hitting their stride. And I yeah. think that, I think that like what David Feldman saying about, you know, maybe putting, putting an event or Mike Perry said it, not David Feldman. I'm not putting words in his mouth. The Dallas, Texas. And, and now they're going this to, uh, Salt Lake City, December. They're already in like five different countries. It's really a huge product at, at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like you said, they're, they're really hitting their stride now. So I, I am happy with the timing of me coming in. And uh, also it's like some of the, the big promotions, they got like, you know, it's, it's already set how it is. I like how new Bare Knuckle is that like uh, – I feel like you can still kind of be yourself and really like promote yourself the way that you want to, not necessarily the way that the, the company wants you to. And, and I think the, how genuine you can be is, is it really catches me. They do. They do let personalities come out. Yeah. You know what I mean? They do. They do let the personalities of the fighters come out. If they want to express themselves, they can really, really don't hold them back. It's fucking pretty cool on that. It's, it's not like pro wrestling, but they yeah. do like juggernaut hunt is about the closest thing you're going to get to like a gimmick. You know what I mean? He comes out with a fucking guy behind him. Yeah. Every, every single fight he's had something. Yeah. yeah. Every walkout's crazy. And he, you know, but um, I wanted to, um, to point out the fact that like five twos must sound pretty good to you as well. Right. Even, you know, oh, you know what I mean? Coming from yeah. the world of three fives or five fives. Yeah. Like I said, my cardio, I, promise you is unmatched in this division and i've been uh training for a while now with just the two minute rounds and it's like i could i could do like 100 rounds like it's crazy how and with only the boxing i get done with some of my boxing workouts and i, I have to like slow my da myself down a bit because like i get done with the workout and it's only boxing and it's like man i feel like i could do some more so then i go on a run or i do something else and then I get in there, in there the next day and I, I go to spar and we, we get down with just five rounds. I'm like, man, I could do like so many more of these. Dude, Eddie Alvarez said, he said in the post-fight press conference at, at BKC 41, I think it was 41. Um, he was like, man, in my entire fight career, I have never felt so good coming out of a, 
uh, a, a break between rounds. He's like, with these, he's like, I've been fighting my whole life, five minutes, and I get a one minute break, five yeah. minutes, one minute break, five minutes, one minute break. He goes, tonight, two minutes, you get. 50% of the amount of time you just fought, you get that to, to recoup. He yeah. goes, I felt like I was a hundred percent coming out of the corner every single time. And that, that like stuck in my head. Cause I'm like, man, that, that is really true. You are getting half the amount of time you just fought. You get that much time to fucking recoup. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. I've been simulating that and I was doing two minute rounds with a one minute break for a while. And I'd get like, halfway through the break and I'm like looking over at the clock like is the break even on like this is taking forever so I actually lowered my my break in between each round down to just 30 seconds just to speed up my training but like yeah one minute for every two rounds is crazy the the pace I'll be able to put's insane so I'm excited for that that name I just said was another one that is like you know a potential future opponent you know what I mean imagine throwing down with Eddie Alvarez and the yeah. fucking yeah. unbelievable awesome. Now, now, before we let you go, um, how do you see a bare knuckle fight with you and Jeremy Holloway going on BK at BKFC 52? Um, both coming from the MMA world, you're not going to be grappling, you're not going to be on the floor, no knees, no elbows. How do you see this playing out with uh, hit him Holloway? So, I watched his first fight, and you know, he's he's pretty solid, he's he's pretty straightforward, and he he comes at you a lot, he doesn't seem scared, he throws nice long punches. I think I'm gonna be able to outbox him in the in that aspect and uh yeah i think i'm gonna swarm him with the pace that he's not gonna be able to keep up with and uh or if he does it's gonna be a hell of a fight and it's gonna be cool but either way i'm just excited to get out there and see what see what it's about yeah, yeah man, i we're... found that that fight was a little odd too right it was uh it was with santiago was like i don't know he's a little weird in that fight he didn't fight the way he had fought in prior fights so i, yeah. I thought it was well i, 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 I thought holloway won <laughs> I, yeah, I personally I thought he won. I agree with that. I did think he won too. Um, the size difference, probably how long Holloway was compared to him, threw him off. But uh, I think I'm taller than Holloway, so this the size isn't going to be there for him on that. Yeah, and for anybody that's watching out here that hasn't seen, you're six foot two, right? Six two, yeah. Where'd you get the nickname Jump Jumpman from? Were yeah. you a baller back yeah. in the day? He's the most iconic, you know, sport and. And then I started fighting, and I was throwing a lot of flying knees, and I'd post a picture hitting a flying knee, and my teammates would post up, jump in, jump in, and it just, like, adopted. But, yeah, Michael Jordan, he's iconic. I'm trying to be iconic, you know? So so it wasn't Super Mario's original name. <laughs> no, I didn't even know that that was, but we could go with that. because that's Yeah. Actually Super Mario, <laughs> before he was Super Mario, was Jumpman. Was he really? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Because of the Donkey Kong games. and Yeah. Know. Oh yeah, that was his. Yeah, name. Er, earlier today I was like, "Where do you think he got his nickname? You think he played basketball when he was a kid, and he was he loved Jordan, or do you think he just jumped a lot when he was growing up in martial arts? <laughs> he was always he was always jumpy, you know what I mean? Or and he goes, Mike goes, well maybe it's after Mario. He's like, what <laughs> <laughs> that Mario is cool too. No, I'm Mario's just an athlete, cool. and and I like all sports, and uh, I think Michael Jordan's the most iconic out of any sport. I mean, what other? What other athlete has every athlete since them wearing their brand, you know? So you know, was, being from Indiana, being from Indiana, yeah. you're not going to like what I'm about to say, but I saw a fucking badass, and maybe you won't give a fuck. I saw a badass piece of art, right? And it had Tom Brady and Michael Jordan staring at each other in their uniforms. It was painted, yeah. and yeah. it said, the two greatest American athletes of all time, or, or like the two greatest 
yeah. uh, American competitors of all time. And it was Brady and Jordan staring at each other. And I fucking thought that was cool. But I mean, you're probably... yeah, I would agree with that. They're top of their sports. How can you not, you know? I didn't know if you were a Peyton Manning truther and you fucking hated Tom Brady. <laughs> Peyton Manning's not, good, but you yeah. Know. Peyton Manning was cool. But he is yeah. cool. He's funny. I, as hell. I just really didn't like him because of obvious reasons. But like yeah. now that he's out, he's funny. I like I think that him and Brady need to do something together, make a yeah. show. Because they they're super funny. Yeah, he is hilarious. That uh, that show he does with his brother is funny. Yeah, yeah the Manning cast, I fucking yeah. love it. I, I hated it at first because I I think they didn't really know what the hell they were doing at first, yeah. but now that like they've they got a little bit into it and and yeah. now they're fucking really they got comfortable. Yeah, they bounce hey, off each even, other. He was even on a Saturday Night Live a long yeah. time ago, and that shit was funny. Fucking awesome. All right. Well, Cameron, we're going to ask you a couple questions about Halloween because it is the Halloween season off topic of fighting. Let's do this real quick speed round with Cameron Van Camp, and then we'll get you the hell out of here. First question for you. Growing up, what was the best costume you ever wore trick-or-treating? Hulk. I was like, when I was little, I was always Hulk. My mom would paint my whole body green. <laughs> Every year? You were you the Hulk? Yeah, for like, I don't know, five years straight when I was little. Oh, <laughs> that's giant hands. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. It's right around the corner too. So you either you have any you don't have any kids? I have a kid. Kale. You do. You you going yeah. trick or treating? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. So awesome. it's safe to assume that the picture of the kids behind you are your kids. Yeah. Oh <laughs> well, I that's, Kale. that's well, that's Kale. And there you go. My yep. my niece. There you go. Yeah. Very very attentive of you, Mike. I didn't even notice those pictures okay. behind his head. Sorry, but you about never that. know. He could have been yeah. at someone else's house. You don't know. All right, go ahead. Number, number two. two, best horror movie series. Uh, man, to be honest, I don't watch a lot of TV or anything. But when I was in high school, the Saw movies, I always yes. thought that was wild. That's a good one. Saw ten. Number ten coming out. Or is coming yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know it was that far. So but those, movies are, those movies are wild. So a uh, uh, real quick story just happened. This guy was editing the film this week and he just kept playing scenes over and over again. It must have been loud and his neighbors called the cops and the cops came to his house and was like, yo, what's going on? He was editing a scene where a guy's eyeballs get sucked out of his head. So he's editing it. So just over and over heard screaming and screaming like crazy blood curdling screams coming from his house. People were like, what the hell's going on in there? That's wild. So. All right. Two more. Two more. Here we go. Uh, you're placed in a horror movie. And, uh, and you're placed in a horror movie, and if you survive, you get to live. If you, if you survive to the end of the movie, you get to live. What movie are you putting yourself in? Which one are you picking? Mm, probably Michael Myers. I think I could probably fight him. Yeah. He's slow. Yeah. He's not like <laughs> – he always like pops up places, but like I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we already right. saw that. You know, Jason Voorhees does it better, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> and last one for you, dude. Here we go. Best Halloween candy. What is the best Halloween? When you get that candy in the bag, you're like, oh my god, put another what one. What are you in stealing there. from your kid? Yep, probably anything with uh chocolate and caramel. Like, uh, like my favorite candy bar is always a Milky Way. So, okay, chocolate and caramel. I do like go. some caramel in my coffee. That's definitely uh, the way to go. I think uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is like the all-time best. Like when they do uh, polls and stuff, it's always Reese's yeah, Peanut Butter. My, my little brother loves chocolate and peanut butter, but I always like chocolate caramel so much more. Dude, there's a neighborhood right over the across the way where like the rich people kind of live. The, the upper 
class people live one neighborhood over, right? Last year, this motherfucker was giving out six packs um, of full-size Snickers bars. Six, six packs? Six, six packs. packs. Yeah. They For gave every- each one of my boys a six-pack of six pa- uh, fucking full-size Snickers. Oh, you know I was fucking That's stitching. about as much as I'm buying. Six-pack. Six kids yeah. come through. <laughs> Isn't that shit crazy? I was like, wow, um, that's taking it next level. That is. Yeah. What's All he right, going to cool. do this year? I don't know. We're definitely going straight to that. Also. Yeah. yeah. First stop. <laughs> hey, get there at 6 p.m. All right. Hey, everybody that's paying attention. Cameron Van Camp's fighting Jeremy. Hit, hit him Holloway. Uh, BKFC 52, Columbia, South Carolina, October 20th. There's the graphic right there. These, these two definitely know how to throw them hands, and it's going to be a fucking entertaining fight. Welcome yes. to the BKFC, Cameron. It's been, a, it's been too long. We've been hearing about you getting in here. Um, any final words to anybody that's going to be uh, checking you out on October 20th? No, just thank you and uh, come come check it out. Come support. Um, I'm looking to make a good run at this shit, so I want to get some people behind me. Hell yeah, yeah brother. Thank Yeah, yeah go thank and look up on. that Volker fight. If Everyone yeah. watching right now, leave it to go watch that. the Volker yeah, fight. Yeah, you want to go crazy. watch some entertaining shit, go watch that because – that, that dude, you were hitting him with everything but the kitchen sink, and that fucking dude just kept going. It was crazy. Uh, thank you very much for coming on, and we'll see you down in South Carolina next week. Yep. Thank you, guys. Or two weeks, whatever. Two weeks, when yeah. it? All right, brother. See you. Later. Later. Cameron Van Camp, jump man himself, making his long-awaited debut. We had been hearing that he was uh, willing to step up and take many fights on short notice um he's been willing and been asking for a fight and i guess uh hit him holloway or hit him up is it hit him up or hit him holloway hit him holloway i think it's hit him hit him hit him well, i like hit him up yeah but anyways uh thank you very much cameron van camp for coming on the show and we got one more guest for the evening this dude is a rock star in the south carolina area oh uh, yeah like we said every fucking damn establishment that we yeah. went to they all knew who brandon was they're all excited to see him he is is he's one oh and one right the second one was a no contest i can't even fucking yeah remember yeah what it was. with but the he, caruso yeah caruso that was mm-hmm. a it was a weird one um let's get him on here let's talk let's talk about his uh upcoming fight brandon bouchard they, they didn't put it on his record though here on the site so yeah. what's up man what's happening guys there he is the superstar look uh, at you man that, that. you got a great connection man you got a man. real good kid man well i was my wi-fi is down so now i'm back on my iphone i had a nice little setup but it is what it is. Either way, it's, you look great. Thanks for coming on the show once again, and um, we're excited to see you back in there, dude. Fight yeah, number yeah, three. Man. I'm excited. You're going to have the whole army out there as usual? Man, let's hope so. You know, football <laughs> season's killing me right now, you know, with a lot of my people because uh, a lot of kids play ball on Friday nights. But oh, but we're going to we're gonna bring a Rockets crew, and we're going to light it up like we always do. So I'm excited, man. Third one this year already. Keep me busy. I know. And when we talked to you, I want to say that you were like, you didn't really, I don't know if you like really knew if you were going to do this for a, a bunch of fights, like you're, you're going to do this. You, you've you been around for a while. You, you fought MMA for a while. And I think the first time we talked to you, you were like, yeah, let's see how it goes. And now yeah. here you are, 2023, fight number three. Fucking yep. 
<laughs> yeah, same we're... shit happened in my MMA career. That was supposed to be a, a one and done, and that was 27 fights later. I don't know, man. I just like to compete, and you know, you don't really know about this bare knuckle shit till you get in there and kind of feel it live. So it's that. Honestly, talking to you that night before, it was a dead honest answer. I had no idea. And dude, and, and you know what? What you just said there. So many fighters say the da- same damn thing. Like. Once they got in there and did it, they just fucking loved it. They fell in love with it, and they were like itching to get back in there. Like you see some of these, like like the the champion in the one sixty five division, Gogo Slaveski. That dude fought five times in seven months when he got into the BKFC, which is like unheard of. That pace is like fucking insane, constantly fighting. But it, but it is a sport where as long as you don't get injured, you can get right back in there. They'll bring you back. You know, hey, dude, go. Gogo's the man. So my first fight, we were on the same card. Right. And I'm out back sweating it, man. I'm like, what the, you know, he could tell. He's like, bro, come here. And he helped moving with me and everything. And he's like, it, it honestly made my comfort level 10 times. Cause I was shitting myself. I was like, what am I? I was talking to my corner. I'm like, what are y'all getting me into? You know? <laughs> and then, and he really calmed me down. I was like, man, go have fun. Just move. And, uh, you know, That's it was awesome. still, it was still, you don't know until you get in there, but it was nice to have that dude like that out back that's been there, done it, and let me know that, you know, it's not over if you get popped once, you know. Which is, it's so funny, Mike, you, you agree with me on this one, like, I love hearing you say this about Gogo, because we yeah. really like Gogo. Gogo is yeah. a fucking awesome dude, but he may be one of the most intense people. If you don't know him and you're around him, he's got this fucking intense aura about him. Yeah. And he's got this look on his face, like at all times, to where you don't know if he's gonna fucking snap, or 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 you don't know what the fuck he's yeah. thinking. You're so I make the wrong. But, like move, look at you like a psycho, thing, you know? and then smile. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. that reminds me of like always sunny in Philly, where like Charlie's like the loose cannon. He's like, yeah, the loose cannon. Nobody knows what I'm gonna do. Yeah, but no, I, I dig, I dig it. Uh, like I liked his vibe. Like I, I was gravitated towards. It. I was like, this dude's, you know, he's locked in, ready to go. And the confidence, man. So it was Hell cool yeah. for me to be back there. With he, him. And now he's yeah. got the belt. Yeah, now he's got the belt. Here he is. Um, you're fighting Josh Marr. This kid's a tough kid, built like a brick shit house. Um, can take a punch, can throw a punch. What do you think about uh, Josh Marr? Yeah, well, I was supposed to fight him in <laughs> MMA uh, four years ago, and um, he got injured. It was a freak thing. He got injured uh, cutting weight the night before. So I was sweating out the final couple pounds and I get a call from the promoter, which is never a good thing the night before weigh-ins. And uh, so he pulled a ligament in his foot or something and and had to back out, cancel the fight last minute. So it's one that's been on my radar. I like it because he's tough as shit. Yeah, I mean, you can smoke him and drop him and he'll jump back up. So I'm I'm looking forward to a five-round slugfest, man. I can't. I'm excited. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, uh, 2019. November eighth, yeah. two thousand nineteen. I I just saw that just now. Uh, that's that's crazy. I didn't even realize. I was looking through that today, and I I must have overlooked it because like you know those canceled bouts. Sometimes it just like fly right by them when I'm going through records. Could well, and that, that was when this fight initially got offered to me. I was like, man, he has a lot of canceled bouts. You know what I mean? And I was like, I'm not really in a position to take. You know, Cameron. You know that dude's a little more versed, but last minute change i was like you got to make sure this dude's coming to fight you know he's going to be there he's going to show up and uh you know mar actually hit me up and i was like let's do it i already signed let's make it happen as long as you're going to be there so so that's it man I, you know we're gonna two weeks we're gonna toe the line and and see what happens 
Man, here you are going in there for the third time. Now, uh, combat sports is in your blood for sure. And uh, right before we yep. came on here on your Instagram, you posted something about your daughter. Your daughter is a, is a very high, high skilled, uh, high yeah. level wrestler. Highly right? ranked. Highly ranked. You, yeah. What, what were you saying? Is she nationally ranked? What, what is, is she state ranked? What is she? Well, USA wrestling rankings came out um, in their pin rankings and it's like quarterback rating. I don't know how the hell they come up with it all, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, she's ranked number one for 12 years. She's only 10 years old, which is cool. She just started two years ago, but, wow. um, but she's been putting it in. It's like, I mean, she's wrestled more matches in two years than I did my whole career. Uh, we traveled this whole summer. We go to, went to Pennsylvania five times for her to wrestle with her team up there. So she loves it, man. I have to get her to pump the brakes. But she she's ten. My son's five, and they're they're both into it big time. That's amazing. I love that. I, my my kids are into different things as well. Like one of them does jujitsu and shorinru karate, and the other one does boxing and jujitsu. And I I love the fact that they're involved in, in some sort of combat sport. They do still play other like normal sports too. They play baseball and basketball and whatnot, but it is fucking super cool. It builds a level of confidence in your children that like a lot of people should seriously, all the people that like put their kids in like stick and ball sports and just completely push off any idea of any kind of like martial art or boxing or anything like that should really think about that like in maybe in between or off season like get them in a jujitsu class or get them in a wrestling class because that really puts a level of grit into a person that you really can't get playing baseball you know what i mean yeah and we're pushing it hard now because you know football and wrestling go together so well you know yep. when you're wrestling if you're serious about football and you want to get better wrestling helps and same thing you know with playing football is great I, I i don't think you should be a one sport athlete especially as a kid you know, like my son right now, he, and he tries not to break my heart because he's like, football's my favorite, baseball's my favorite. And he's like, he's like, no, but daddy, I love wrestling too, you know, because he's, he's like, <laughs> all right, too. But, but I want him to play all of them, you know, and my daughter's done it all. She's, she played soccer. She tried everything, but she just, she's, she's got a nose for wrestling and she don't really fear much, man. She gets after it. She just Did helped me work out. It's cool, man. It's like, she pushes me. I love it. It's fucking awesome. Um, does she do anything? Does she do any like jujitsu or anything else on the yeah, side? Yeah, so started. That's what I first like. Right when she turned three, I taught her basics. Uh, I was first of all, I had a daughter. All of a sudden, I was like, "Whoa, you know what the hell? I got to make sure." <laughs> what you do know? I do now? Yeah, I was like trying so to buckle down. <laughs> when, when she turned three, I would get about seven minutes of attention, but we learned basic uh, defense off your back. You know, if somebody's trying to choke you and how to get away and kick and, and stand up or, you know, take their arm home with you. And mm -hmm. she still does. She just competed in a uh, jiu-jitsu tournament uh, like a, maybe a, two months ago. She got DQ'd for hitting an anaconda. And I guess you're not allowed to at that age. <laughs> I was stoked. I don't give a shit about the medal. <laughs> she choked that kid out. That's awesome. You know, like I didn't start doing jiu-jitsu until I was like, it was like a few years ago. So 30, 38 years old, probably. Um, and then I, I got into like my first few classes and I got like paired up with this girl, like I'm 210 pounds and the girl was like 115, 120 pounds. And like, we're, we're like, I don't remember what we were working on, but I was going so soft on this girl. And um, she says, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't, 
I'm like, what do you mean? I don't want to. I'm like, I don't know what I should do. She goes, listen, I take this class so I can learn how to defend myself against guys like you. So stop fucking going so easy on me. <laughs> right. And I'm like, wow, that opened my eyes up. Like the like putting your kid in, putting your daughter in there to teach your basic defense off your back. They're in there for a reason. They're in there to learn defense. They're not. They're not in there to fucking burn calories you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, but uh yeah that opened my eyes up and then i just started like choking the shit out of this girl you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey that's your job man you want to help her out yeah right. i was she, you know, help, she's got to figure out what she can do and what she can't do so when she gets into a position if god forbid that ever happens she knows exactly when she needs to do so yeah right i can guarantee sense. you the, the boys don't go easy on aria in the wrestling room and if they do she does not like it at all so that's yeah, awesome, i think it's fair. i think it's fair to bring it man congratulations Hi. to you and her that's that's pretty awesome to be ranked so high and you must be on cloud nine seeing her do that shit who who knows man a few years down the road when she's like winning state championships in high school and getting college colleges looking at her man that's that's fucking every parent's dream right Dude, it's crazy, man. The um, like the highs and lows of coaching, and not even just my kids. Like all my students, like they're way higher and way lower than than when when I'm competing. You know what I mean? Like, it, I control what I do when I'm coaching them. Like I want it for them so damn bad, you know. And it's like you can't get out there and move their hand where it needs to go. But it's like, man, when she, you know, we just went to Pennsylvania. And she went four and zero. Like first time we went to PA last year, she went like two and 11, you know, and, and she ended up going four and zero, getting outstanding wrestler for her team up there. And I was like, wow. you know, my dad and I both flew up with her and we're like bawling our eyes out, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's amazing. You know, and when my little dude wins, cause he's only five, you know, he's hopping around and <laughs> you know, he's up there. Like he's the king of the world, man. When he won, he's, he'll let you know he's undefeated in Greco Roman wrestling. right? one and oh. He'll never. <laughs> well, Jeff Houston will be out there yes. saying undefeated yes. at one and oh. Yeah, I know. Why uh, are you gonna add my dumbass no no contest on there? Yeah, you know what? And and like to go up there and go four and zero in Pennsylvania. We everyone knows Pennsylvania is a huge wrestling state, man. That fucking that that's unbelievable that she did that. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you're back in there, dude. It's it's uh it's what fucking. 15 days away right now um you're kind of winding down the, the training like uh, being a wrestling coach and being a guy who fought mma for such a long time the training is obviously different for a bare knuckle fight so what is the what's the last week and a half of uh training look like for you you kind of winding down now or what no i'll push right through you know a lot of it is is pad work timing you know and cardio and things like that it's really hard to emulate the bare knuckle, right. especially in the clinch. And, you know, it's if you're sparring with big gloves, it's totally different. The grips, everything. Uh, punching, obviously, you can't sneak inside. So it, it is really difficult to emulate the dirty boxing. And like Cameron was saying, some of the some of the wild shit works. But who's sitting in front of a bag throwing, you know, overhand you know bombs <laughs> yeah so it's so as far as like you know hard sparring i mean i'm don't tell you i'm 42 i i, I don't <laughs> go in there with 22 year old kids that are that think they're winning a, a ufc title at practice anymore it's just I, yeah i got a lot of miles on my on this dome <laughs> too dangerous of, yeah, yeah i got a lot of shit i want to do so i have a very select few people i trust to go in and get work you know <laughs> you get work done without trying to kill each other yeah 
Uh, I won't be rolling into Sean Strickland's gym and like, you know, right. having, having that <laughs> dude level me. But but no, I, I'm going to stay right consistent right through. This this fight, it, I didn't want it at lightweight. Um, that's how the contract came. So so it's pretty smooth for me. Uh, I'm trying to keep weight on, um, which is weird, you know, like this fight, this time, last fight, I was really bringing my weight down because it's a little more of a pull. But now I'm just I'm chilling. I'll I'll train right through and I'll go out there like it's a sparring session Friday night. So this whole time that we've been talking, uh, I keep looking at that sign behind you, right? I got to see this entire sign. Let's yeah, let's get a look at this thing right let's here. See if I'm going the wrong way. Look at no, it's the perfect. The, the wrestling realtor. I love it. So how's uh, how's business nowadays uh, in South Carolina? Because I'm gonna tell you, we were talking about this today. My house has gone up just under $200,000 in the last couple of years. That's it's like, crazy. Insane. It, it How is, is the nuts. market down there? How are you doing? Good, man. The market's great. I mean, obviously, interest rates are up, and that slows things down a little bit. But uh, the cool thing is it weeds out some of the lazy realtors that don't really, you know, because the going was good two years ago during COVID and interest rates for sub three. Um so let's go get out some of the dead wood and it's all, it's just like everything, man. It's you get out what you put in. So our team, you know, I work with my sister and brother-in-law on the DeForest team and, and we hustle, man. We do, you know, not trying to toot our own horn, but we do a great job for our clients. And most of our stuff comes from referrals. And, um, you know, so, so we're still cooking, you know, it's, it's been great. Same thing down here. Property values are way up. Lots yeah. of people moving down from the tri-state area in the Northeast uh lower taxes better weather you guys know that it is it, it's fucking <laughs> nuts my, my cousin insane oh my cousin God. is in is in the same business as you and he calls me up and he tells me what i have the house that we live in and then i have a rental and he's like hey you um considering uh ever selling your house and i'm not gonna say what he said but dude the number that he threw at me for the two houses i was it's like wild i'm like are you fucking kidding me right now i'm like amy we should sell both of our houses I, right now. She's like, then where are we going to live? I'm like, we'll figure, it out. we'll figure it out once we get the money. But, I know. So I was telling Mike yesterday, Brandon, this guy calls me up and he's like, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. I would like to uh, talk to you about your property in Pawkatuck. And I'm like, all right. He goes, we're willing to give you a cash offer for this house right now over the phone. And I'm like, uh -huh. oh, really? <laughs> oh really i'm like okay what do you know about the house he goes i had a couple of minutes dude so i'm sitting there and he he starts naming things about my house obviously he's like reading zillow or realtor.com he's like yeah i understand that it's blah 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 blah. i'm like yep yep and he's like all right uh so what would he, what would you think about if we offered you a cash offer right now i go dude you haven't given me a fucking number yet right i'm like what do you mean what do you mean what do i like what do i know about your offer i'm like tell me what you want i said if you don't give me a certain number right now i'm not even interested in talking to you he goes what would that number be i'm like yeah, i'm right. not telling you that number bro i'm like what are you guys willing to give me for what you're reading off the internet right now because i know if you're looking at zillow you see what the zestimate is right now oh, right and yeah. he goes I'm willing to give you $159,000. Dude, it is literally half of what the fucking internet says right yeah. now. I was like, dude, you just wasted 10 minutes of my time. And the crazy <laughs> shit is that works on some on some people. That's you know what, what he I mean? hopes. That's yeah. crazy. One out of one. A lot of averages, man. You hope I was, 200. 
I'm just like waiting for the number. I'm like, bro, I'm like, dude, I, I'm willing to listen to your number. But but like now we've been on the phone for 10 minutes and I'm like getting aggravated. If you want to buy my house, throw the number through the phone and it better be big. Yeah. He's like, I'm like, oh, when I the number he still said, can talk to him, man. That's why I don't, <laughs> I hate cold calling. Yeah. Like, hey, I don't want to be a pain. You know what? It's all good, man. You want to sell your house? Hit me up. <laughs> you know, he's just trying to pick out things like, oh, did you do your roof? Uh, what about yeah. your windows? Uh, yeah. Then he said, oh, there's no garage. And you're like, there is a garage. It's in the fucking picture. Just, it's in the picture. Like, Noted. Yeah. Oh, he's, okay. hey, yeah. He's, it was funny. It was just, I hadn't gotten one of those calls. So it kind of cracked me up. And then the number that he said was fucking hilarious to me. But. Yeah. Right. Nah, that's awesome that you do that shit. And um, when you after your after your last two fights, did you have to? Did you have any marks? Did you have to like uh, clean yourself up a little bit before meeting with some potential clients or anything? Like yeah, that? I, I after the Caruso fight, I had to show property uh, we on Sunday, <laughs> and you know he popped me in the first pretty good, and, and you know I think I had uh, five or six stitches in my eye, and you know it was black. I mean, obviously you hit with a damn bare knuckles, so. You know, but uh, it, it's a great icebreaker, especially because I didn't even know these clients. I talked or whatever. I, I got there and they're like, oh, shit. And I was like, it's all good. I promise. The last person I showed this house beat the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, listen, we are not offering under asking. We've got to come in good. They're realtors. Tough. Oh, that shit is great, man. Hey, I got to go back in the comments here. Uh, Big Ben, uh, major follow of our uh, of our show, negative actually works. Negative one percent owner. Negative one percent owner of the show. Big Ben um, also works for the BKFC. Sets up the ring. Drive drives truck for them guys. Uh, great dude. He's asking, do you know Kristen Graham? Yeah, I know, I know both of them. Yeah, Chris and Kristen, they're friends of ours. Why is he asking? Why is he telling me to ask you that? Uh, she's big. She's social media. Oh, uh, okay. Both of them. Yeah. You check her out on Instagram. They have a YouTube channel as well. They got Lamborghinis and fast cars, fast oh. cars, big boobs, boats, uh, you know, yeah, good content. Nice. Yeah. yeah they moved, they moved down. Nice. Actually, I, uh, I sold them uh, three or four of their investment properties since they've been down from, no uh, shit. they moved down from New Jersey. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. I'm well, Big boobs and big fast ben. cars. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I see, I see what Big Ben's uh, stalking mm, through on his off time. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Shame on you, Big Ben. So, Busted. So we've said a couple of times, speaking about, you know, influencers being popular in this. When we went around, so we went, we go to all different bars and we do, we do some marketing when we go to the different cities and towns just before a bkfc fight you know we put posters up we put out flyers we give out tickets depending on what is available at the time right every place we went into they knew who you were uh there was even a guy we went into a liquor store just like hey let's just stop at the liquor store and make sure we get something before you know it, we're, it's closed and it's too late right the guy working at the liquor store counter was like an old man and he even knew who you were i'm not sure like, that's what the hell right? is going on by, by name he's like hey he's like yeah brandon's fighting on that card right yeah we're like yeah he is it's like crazy <laughs> is it because you're fighting or because you're uh being a realtor around the area or both what do you, what do you think well my wife cynthia and i we we opened um island bar and grill here in town back in 04 so oh, we've owned a, yeah, yeah. So we've owned, so bars and restaurants, that's where most of that comes from. And then that's kind of how it's, when I started fighting in 2011, man, we were packing like the house of blues and I swear, you know, it was like 70% wanted to see me win. And I think 30% wanted to see me get popped in the mouth real good, you know? 
Um, but I don't give a shit. Buy yeah. a ticket and come make some noise. But yeah, it was, um, yeah, it, it's from the bar. Cynthia and I, you know, we built like a big, big ass family down there for many years. And um, we just sold it to two of our employees this January so we can invest more of our time with the kids and uh, travel and stuff. Cause you know, they're five and 10 years old one time. So yep. I, I didn't want to be tied up. She's still down there. She goes down and works a little bit and helps out and it's still rocking and rolling. But, but yeah, that's probably where people knew me from more. So, uh, and locally, regionally, I shit, I've been fighting for 12 years, third shit too long. <laughs> too damn long. Yeah, but. And you're also coaching and everything. So yeah. Um, Community, you know, last, Absolutely, last man. night we had a friend of yours on, we had ACE on last night. Yep. Do you guys ever coach together? Like, do you guys ever get together and, and coach wrestling? Yeah. Like, so that, that's, yeah. So my girl seen the, the lady reapers is made up from my club and his club in Georgia. Oh, okay. uh, the Matt Monsters. So, and then we, and then we pick up, you know, girls from all around shit, all over the country. Really. We try to keep it in the Carolinas and Georgia, uh, but sometimes you got to branch out to pick up free agents. Um, but we coach them together and I, and I was watching him last night and, and he's right. We just we just won the last tournament we went to with our girls. We got, you know, freestyle and folk style champs. And uh, man, it's awesome. I love it. And we have two totally different styles of coaching. It's like it's like good cop, bad cop. Ace is intense and, and, and he's tough on the girls. And I'm like giving them hugs. I'm like, look, that was it was the best setup you've ever had, though. You know, and he's like, <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm like, so, you know, it, it works. Some girls feed off off that intense energy and some need. You know, a shoulder, you know, when they get upset, but it, but it works out well. And the crazy shit with Ace, we met, it's got to be six, seven years ago. Last time he fought before he went into retirement, we fought each other in team MMA battle. It was a two on two fucking crazy. What? I'll have to, I'll have to send you the highlight reel. I'll, I'll oh, send yeah. it to you through Instagram. Do. And oh, uh, we almost video. got in a fight at, uh, at the weigh-ins, um, and we literally hated each other. It was here in Myrtle Beach. And then at the end of it, somehow the way combat sports works, you know, we ended up becoming friends and and my crowd loves him and pulls for him. And, and my corner man, Amos Collins, was on my team fighting against Ace and, and his teammate. It, it's just it's crazy how it works out. Now that's that's Dude. one of my dudes that I would I would go yeah. to battle for. He like I said last night, we had him on the show last night. He's a great great guy and like when we met him for the first time in greenville after his first bare knuckle fight just like the way the way he conducted himself after the fight his energy that he had like i was like holy shit i don't i didn't know too much about a samples before that but after i did the interview backstage and we wrapped it up i was i put the fucking mic down i was like dude that was fucking awesome i'm like you're you're a fucking animal and i think you were happy you happened to be fighting in the you were in the squared circle while yeah, i was yeah, yeah. interviewing him and mm -hmm. like as we're talking he keeps looking over at the tv and i was like all right let's wrap this shit up because you got teammates fighting and whatever but um we learned a lot about him last night and and i don't see any, how anybody wouldn't be a fan of his, especially hearing what he does for the community community with you guys. And also, you know, just the way he conducts himself and the way he talks about the real shit that he's been through that, like most people have also been through that are afraid to talk about it. Good dude, man, for sure. I think it's, I think it's great for him to, to not shy away. You know, I've been, you know, going through that divorce crushed him. You know what I mean? And, um, 
and I definitely, we had long talks at night about, you know, you, you're here for a per, you know, all the, all the, whatever you can do as a friend. And that's when I told him, I was like, listen, man, you, you buttoned up your career when you were 26, 27 years old. I was like, you're still a damn dog and you're 33. I don't want to hear this old shit. I'm 42. You guys got me into two of these goddamn fights already. I was like, let's get it. And uh, at first he's like, man, I don't want to. And then, you know, we started working out and he's like, let's do it, man. I'm in. So we got him the fight. I was like, this is what you were made to do. Cause he came up after the fight and I'm pissed because of no decision, whatever. And um, he's like, man, I think I'm going to run my mouth too much in the interview, you know? And I, and I'm like, well, what'd you say? And I can't remember exactly, but he's like, I'm not here to take part. I'm here to take over something like that. And I was like, hell yeah, that's perfect, man. I was like, is that what you're here to do? He's like, yeah. I'm like, then, then let's go get it. You know what I mean? We, we have, I was like, Hey, you're 33. You talk old, but I only I'm nine years older than you. I don't want to hear that shit. Like you <laughs> you're a young man. Sure. I was like, you got to love run left in. You wanted this Perez kid that he just fought in the title eliminator, and here you are. Fight two. Now go take care of business and we get to we get to move on up. Mm-hmm. Keep rolling. Uh, when 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 I interviewed him that night after he won, I didn't know what he was gonna say. And he goes, Yeah, man. He's like, I'm not here to fuck her. He's like, I'm not here to fuck around. I'm here to to you know, take it all the way. I want Datwin and I want Reggie Barnett. And if I got to go through Datwin to get to Reggie Barnett, I'll do that. Or if I want, if they give me Reggie Barnett, I'll go. I'll you know, I'll go through him too. And I was just like standing there with the microphone, just like didn't expect that. Huh? I'm like, didn't expect that at all. That was fucking awesome. Plus, 33 years old, dude. You and I both know. I've been in the army for 22 years. I'm the same age as you. Um, 33 was probably my prime. I was probably the strongest, the fastest I ever was in my military career, right around that age. So Ace, you got no reason not to go all the way to the fucking top. And I try to tell him, I, I didn't start MMA. I, I re- After wrestling in college, I was so burned out. I didn't do shit in my 20s. And then I was like, that whole fuck, I don't want to regret not trying, you know? So I took a fight, whatever. I was 30 years old. And my biggest regret of my MMA career was bitching about being old the whole time because I was training with 19 year old kids and yeah. 23. And I'm like, Oh, I'm the friggin' dinosaur in here or whatever. So I try to tell Ace, I'm like, you're not old dude. And live in the moment. That's my biggest fucking regret. Not because I fought everybody. And you know, sometimes looking back, I'm like, shit, I wasn't ready to fight those dudes yet, but I was like a yes, man. I'm like, anybody sign it up, up a weight. I don't care. And uh, my biggest regret was bitching about, Oh, I'm 32. God damn. You know? And it's like, I try to tell Ace, and I know I know he's listening because he's my dude. And uh, I was like, enjoy the moment, savor it. Look at look at what you got in front of you, not what's behind you. And he took six years off, man. He's fresh, you know. Yeah. I hope he makes a run, man. I'll be his biggest fan when I wrap my shit up. I'll be in his corner, in his ear. Dude, I I can't wait to see you guys fight on October twentieth, everybody. It's BKFC fifty two. If you haven't looked at that card, it is a fucking fantastic card that you guys are on. I mean, we just talked, we're talking to you and we talked to Cameron Van Camp. Him and Holloway is a fucking great fight. You and Mar is going to be a fucking banger. But I mean, you got Ace on there against Derek Perez, but dude, Kevin Kroom and, and Tony Soto in the co-main. You got Truck and Carson on there. Truck and Carson does not go into a fucking boring fight ever. And the main event, Keith Richardson and Reggie Barnett, they put together 
And I, I know that I'm pretty sure Andy has a lot to do with the cards that are built for the Carolinas, right? Andy yes. Hall. Yes, he does. So, yeah, so Andy, shout out to it. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Andy's no, awesome. no, no, no. Right. So I'm, I'm thinking like, man, Andy really pulled together a fucking gem of a card for South Carolina. One that one right there. Don't sleep on my dude, Jeremiah Scott. That is going to be full energy, man. And, yeah. yeah and, he, okay. He's, he's coming to lay some hammers, man. Watch that dude. Watch some of his fights. Dude, is, is he is he from your area? Is he? Is yeah, he... man. Yep. He trains out of the next element. We used to train out of Fitness Edge together. He's one of the dudes that was 19 when I was 31, bitching about me. <laughs> well, hey, you, yeah. we'll have to get him on next head. week. Yeah, man. Absolutely, hit him up if, if you need me to connect to you guys. I will. But that okay. dude is. Don't blink. For sure. Oh man, now I'm excited. Oh, uh, Trevor Loken's on. Oh man, like this card is fantastic. I, I is really this still do. on. Idris Wasi, I don't know. Is it? Why is it off the website? Off I don't the know. website? I, I'm uh, it, yeah, it's that one's see it that on one's not website. on the website. Yeah, so, but but yeah, Derek so Gates I is. I know that this is not on anymore. No, oh, that's a bummer, dude. Andy's yeah. my girl too. I feel terrible. She lost her fight. You know what? And and it it really does suck. That one's that one would have been a rematch from their game bread fight. It would have been yep. fantastic. But then she uh, Crystal Law, uh, Lawson hurt her arm. And and we asked about it, and they did have a replacement fighter for her, but I guess the replacement fighter fell through as well. So now, you know, I messaged Andy and asked her, like, what's what's the deal? Are you going to get another replacement fighter? And I'm pretty sure she said that um, they they guarantee, you know, they promised her like one of the next couple cards. She will be on one of the next couple cards against somebody. Yeah, I think they said. I think she said that they matched her up, but they can't get it done in time for this one. So it's the next Orlando after. But it's always fun fighting with her, man. She brings a crew like they like she markets, you know, and that's what you know. Like I'm not, you know, former UFC guy or anything. So my job is to put asses in seats and put on a show, you know. So when I when I sign the dotted line, I stop promoting. Like that's that's the deal. Let's get sponsors. Let's get shirts. Let's get asses in seats and. <coughs> Let's have a good time. I'm not going out there, you know, get battered up and not put on a show, you know? I wonder who they match her up with. I, I always like to play this game because um, the strawweight division, the women's strawweight division is not that many women. So we can, we could probably figure, we could probably figure it out. You know what I mean? Be is it Ga oh, if it's Gabby Roman, I, I love that fight. <laughs> I, I hope yeah, there you go. What's up, guys? Yeah, you Roman said it, and then and boom, the that popped up, and it's like, hey, there you go, perfect. There you go, awesome, man. Well, you know, Brandon, we love talking to you every time you come on here. We like talking to you at the event, and we like watching you fight. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is the third South Carolina card that we're going to this year, and we haven't had a bad time yet in South Carolina. Oh, so I'm looking. Love Greenville. Holy oh, shit! Green I love Greenville, Greenville was great. Man, I'm gonna be honest. Oh, I did we ran not into even... you walking down the road when we were like going to the restaurant or something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, we were coming yeah. from like an art festival, and that Fucking... place is so damn nice. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, "What?" Greenville's is beautiful. The only thing that sucked was my fight. Everything else was perfect. Yeah, I, I we had a great time. Then we stayed the next day and went axe throwing, went to some breweries, and went out and nice. saw. Um, Jesus, Nate Bargazzi, that comedian. We went out and saw him in the same arena we fought at. We saw him Saturday night. It was no late. kidding. The Bon Secor. Yeah, the, the Bon Secor. So, so Mike and I, when we uh, saw you that day at that art festival, um, 
Mike and I were like, I think it was like it was Mother's it, Day. Mother's Day was coming up. Coming up, yeah. So we're like, yeah, well, maybe we go down and we can find something nice for the for the old ladies, right? <laughs> Dude, there was there wasn't a goddamn thing at that art festival Even less than like seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars. Even like, the milk was expensive. Dude, right. If I was if I was wandering around the art festival, it's because either we were lost or we were cutting through to get to another brewery. <laughs> I think you were cutting through. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, yeah, we went there and like the little little eight by tens were like six hundred bucks. Yeah, so we're like you know what? No frame. Fuck Copy. this shit. We're out of here. Yeah, it was cool no, though. Too rich for my blood. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. All right. Well, Brandon, I uh, your opponent's in the comments. We just saw it up there. He says we better put on a damn show, bro. I'll give you the fight that you want. Yeah. Um. So he's in here. He's paying attention. We're gonna ask you a couple Halloween questions, just like we do with Cameron, real quick before. We yeah, I'm nervous, dude. I'm glad. I hope you have different questions for me. I was stumped, and I wasn't. We even on. do. Let's get well, it. except for the first one. Sort of different. Some of them. For, first one's a repeat. Here we go. What's your favorite Halloween candy? This one's easy though. Snickers all day. Snickers, Snickers all day. Did you Milky hear what way. I did? You hear what I said to Cameron? What peanut about, butter? No, about Reese. the six pack. The fucking yeah, rich that, people. That, listen, man, that that's just showing off. It that, is yeah, showing. Those are the people who get art from that art festival. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's he's spot or on. Maybe maybe those are the ones selling the art. That's <laughs> true. Um, that could be the case too. Oh man, yeah, those that, artists that, are probably still that was mind blowing from that you, festival. But honestly, the the neighborhood Tim the, the uh, it's called Timber Ridge. It's down the street. Um, a lot of full size candy bars come out of that neighborhood. Yeah, like uh, like I don't know if they know what mini candy bars are. Yeah. Like man, we got to get our pillowcases. We got to get the fuck down there. And, and a couple get years ago, Costco my buddy me. Larry has like this souped up golf cart, one of those like six seaters or whatever that you. It's got the back seat, but he also has a trailer that he put. We put all the kids in the back. We hit my whole area up, the neighborhood over here, Timber Ridge. We, my kids filled like we dumped the the pillowcase three separate times. And like when the night was over, we're like, why the fuck did we do that? Why did we do that? Because now we got to get rid of all this shit. Yeah. Now do you still have have all the shitty candy left over from a year ago? Probably. I got a little bag up somewhere. Yeah. There's a bucket somewhere, all the shit the kids don't want. Nobody's just pick around it. Brandon, you know what we do, and uh, Mike and I have an advantage in life when it comes to shitty Halloween candy. We work for the military, so oh, yeah. you just bring it in you just put it and down. put it on the table in the mess hall and oh, forget no. about it. And by the time lunchtime comes around, it's all gone. Yeah. Perfect. A bunch yeah. of fucking we, schmucks we in used there. To, we used to bring the shitty candy into the bar all the time, put it out like <laughs> they used to do nuts back People in the eat day. it. Gone. Oh, yeah. Rappers everywhere. There we go. <laughs> Man, right, we, here we go. I went apple picking with my kids. We filled this big-ass bag. I'm like, how the hell are we going to eat these? It's like 100 apples. It's me and my wife and two little kids. And they're never going to eat this shit. Dude, I'm from Maine so, originally. That was like that was like our national pastime up there. It was like, yeah. let's go apple picking. All right. Yeah. You know what Every you got to do? Is I brought you... in five or six of them, and they were gone. Every day they were gone. Five or six, boom, gone. Boom, gone. I got rid of every single one of them. Perfect. Dude, a- Amy makes applesauce with that shit. That's what she did. Because we did nice. the same thing the first year we went out with the kids. We had like all these fucking apples, and we're like, "What are we gonna do with all this shit?" Too many. And then, and then she started looking up apple recipes and figuring <laughs> out. Right here we go, number two. Pumpkin right. spice, yes or no? Am I gonna lose? Fuck yeah, I like pumpkin, pumpkin beer. Fuck yeah. yeah. I mean, you only get it for like a month, right? Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of good stuff. <laughs> Don't be a hater. Jump yeah. on that shit. 
I, I, I always say like that I think that because it became so popular so fast and then it became like a, you know, it has, it has a little bit of a negative, you know, look from people where I, it does it a disservice because I think people actually do not try it because of that. Like they're they like, don't Oh, I don't want to do it. I'm not basic. I'm not a yeah. basic bitch. I'm not right. getting this. That's because everyone pictures you two in yoga pants and Uggs walking and into a fucking yeah. coffee shop. The little hangy balls on <laughs> if Brady, if Brady can wear Uggs and drink pumpkin spice, hey. damn it, so can I. Hey, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Get it. Got nothing against that. Look at this, baby. Brady Uggs. I need some Uggs slides down here. You know, these are them Brady Uggs right here. Look at these things. (laughs) Hello, how are you? Oh, all right, all right. Number three. Here we go. Uh, Scariest horror horror movie. Ah, shit, man. The Grudge scared the shit out of me. The Grudge. Yeah, I don't like the ones that like pop, you know, and like startle you. I don't mind the Saw and like Final Destination and like. Friday the 13th, Stephen King shit, but the one that you're like watching and then boom, the shit jumps out. Also, The Ring. That shit gave me nightmares. The Ring, The Grudge. The Ring was a good one. That's underrated. You know what, The Ring... before I had kids and I actually watched it. You know, The Ring is probably... Maybe... I could be speaking out of turn here, but it could be the best PG-13 horror movie ever made because... The best horror movies are rated R. They're the fucking harder ones. You know what I mean? But the PG-13 horror movies usually come, you know, fall short. That one never did. That one was... I'll that. probably have nightmares tonight of that chick crawling out of the damn TV. I don't... You know, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, one got me when I was a kid. I was probably like 10 years old when it came out. You were probably 10 years old when it came out. Candyman. Remember Candyman? Oh, that one was so scary. The uh-uh. first can the first Candyman was fucking unbelievably scary, yep. and then the second one sucked, and I think they made a third one. But That's, the first, the first ever Candyman. If you ever want to watch a good one, we got the watch Stephen that. King shit was was scary, like Carrie and all that crap when I was young. And it like the original. I never watched yes. the remake, but you know, know what? I I fought up in Maine one time in Bangor, and our Airbnb was the next block over from Stephen King's house. Wow, he, no way. He still yeah, he still lives there. His wife was out on the damn. It's creepy. There's like bats, like wrought iron shit. It's it's a creepy ass place. He's a creepy dude. But. I'm gonna tell you right now, dude. If you ever, if you seen the original It, which yeah, I got, way I, way I, back, I, got, I didn't see the new one. The Pennywise. There, the the remakes are fucking great. I usually hate remakes like that. Like I I have the original Pennywise tattooed on my arm. I I loved that movie. Um. The new one and part two are both really good. They're fucking. I'm gonna have to. Hey, tis the season. You know, I might as well yeah. check it. Check it out, man. It's really good. And last question for you. Here we go. What is your costume this year, or what's the family going as? We always go as a. We all. We always try to match, and uh, so we're all doing uh, WWE characters. Okay. And, and we're not even crazy into it, you know. Like the the kids are more so, but. Uh, yeah, we're all gonna do characters now. We're trying to dial in which ones because, of course, that's. I was like, Arya, just be Ronda Rousey. It's perfect. She's like, I don't want to wear a skirt. I'm like, all right, I hear you. So, I mean, so I we'll feel like out. I feel like Stone Cold Steve Austin is too easy for you, right? I know, right? That's what my dad looks like, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Maybe he can do it. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do. Uh, if you guys have any ideas? Pop them my way. I think oh, Helen's I... gonna do uh, the Ultimate Warrior or. Uh, or uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh, dude, do that. Do like 80s. 80s. Yeah, yes. do that. 
But were there any girls back there? You know what? Yeah, uh, well, Miss Elizabeth. I don't want to be like yeah, Miss Trish Stratus and be in lingerie. I don't need that in my no. life. Yeah. Um, Maybe Cynthia can be Trish Stratus. I don't know when she was around though. She could be the that fabulous like moolah. <laughs> <laughs> the fabulous moolah. Um, so my son is just recently got into pro wrestling. Like he's he just turned nine, so he's like really into it. But he's into it because I showed him YouTube videos of like. Macho Man Randy Savage, the ultimate yeah. warrior, Andre the Giant, the, like the ones that we grew up watching. So I go, everything he, we did was the best. He just turned nine. Obviously. Right. He, he just turned nine. And I, I'm like, hey, I, I got AEW tickets for you. It's like right up there with WWE right now. He's like, oh, are we going to see Andre the Giant? I'm like, <laughs> the videos you watch on fucking YouTube are from 40 years ago. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't say that. <laughs> uh, That's yeah. Horrible. yeah. So we're, I'm bringing them next month. Uh, actually, in a couple of weeks, the, the week after BKFC 52, Mohegan Suns got AEW wrestling. So I'm going to bring my boys. Uh, so we took yeah. the kids to Monday Night Raw, actually, at uh, Colonial Life where we're fighting. And it, it was crazy. The people, the, the crowd was crazy. I never seen yeah. so many twelve year old kids dropping f bombs at the at the ring, you know, with their dad. I was like, all right. But do you remember Scotty Too Hotty? Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Day? Yeah. So that was my wife's where we grew up. That was her next door neighbor. No really? way. Yeah, Scotty <laughs> Garland. Yeah, it was. That's crazy. funny. Yeah, he made it big though. He used to do yes, the worm. He did, he did he the, the worm. worm. Yes, he spelled <laughs> it out and everything. That's funny. Yeah, that's a. Oh, that shit's hilarious. All right, Brandon. You know well, where Andre? Would you know when Andre the Giant passed away? 92? Yeah, you're close. Very close. 28 January 1993. Ah, Holy shit. I would have been 20 years. Oh, no. Decade off. He was only 43 years old, right? 30 years. Sorry. You ever see like a can of beer in his hand? Yeah. Fucking crazy. crazy. Yeah. They said he used to drink like 100 beers and shit like that. And he used to to take a crap on the bed on a bunch of uh, newspapers. You know all about that that stuff? He used beers. to when he would go to J- uh, Japan and the hotel rooms were too small for him. There's an interview with like Hulk Hogan and a couple other guys, and they're like, "Yeah, traveling to Japan, well, Andre was crazy. Like the toilets were too small for him, so he'd shit in the in the tub and just oh, turn yeah. the water on and let that shit run down. Or he'd yeah. put newspapers out on the bed. on the bed and shit on the bed, and then he would call Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Yeah, Hogan was like, he'd, he'd call me in my room. He'd be like, boss, I need to see you. Come to my room. Boss, he always called me boss. So he's like, oh, here I am. Andre calls. I got to run down to his room. Must be important. I go in and he's like, it looked like a fucking grizzly bear shit on his bed. Oh, God, I thought I was going to have nightmares about yeah. the ring. <laughs> that's, that's way worse. Yeah. Uh, anyways, all right. Well, hey, dude. Always fun talking with you. Always fun to see you fight. And we can't wait to see you in a couple weeks from now. Um, any yeah, last man. words for anybody that's paying attention? Yeah. Well, Josh, if you're still in here, let's, let's do it. You know, the, the greatest thing is I got no ill will. You know, sometimes I'm like pissed, whatever. This, I just want to, we just want to go down and throw down. And that's, sometimes those are the best fights. So I want to get through him. I want to rematch with Caruso. I'll talk to you off camera. I think that was bullshit. Uh, but I don't want to look past Josh. I got that thing coming up. I want to give a shout out and I, I'm going to do what I do, but uh, it is breast cancer awareness month. And um, we have a local charity here called caring in our lifetime uh, for Orion Georgetown County. And I'm donating 25% of all my shirt sales and all my sponsors. And uh, 
my, my top three is Ty Law Firm did the Save the Tatas sponsorship, and then Gutter Text and MPT Auto Body did the uh, the pink sponsorship. So I should be able to donate between two and three thousand dollars to them, you know, which maybe not be a, a huge thing, but uh, but I definitely know it helps local women uh, dealing with that shit. And uh, so my sponsors, I want to thank them big time. Everybody's buying shirts and supporting the uh, Bush Hall Brigade. You know, I'm going to go ahead and list the rest of them. You guys care? Is that all right? Oh, go, ahead. go for it. I got BRG Real Estate. This dude right behind me, absolute baller. All right, wrestling realtor. Um, <laughs> the Dollhouse, that's my uh, favorite gentleman's club here uh, locally. They always take care of me. Um, White Flag, check out White Flag. It's a new startup. It's uh, it's about mental health stuff that you can talk peer-to-peer. Um, nice. They're on Facebook and they're awesome. And then Jackson Miller Law and uh, Arcadian Fence. A lot of them have sponsored me for a long, long time. And uh, I, I love being able, when I fight in October, to give back uh, uh, to a charity. So big props to everybody in Bushaw Brigade. And I can't damn, I wish it was this Friday. I can't fucking wait. Let's do it. Awesome, man. Hey, is there a link to, can people buy your shirts online or are they, is it more local to you? To well, either shirts? way, um, Spark you got a Combat. Link? Uh, Spartan combat is, is sponsoring me and doing the shirts and they're going to have them on their website as well. Um, but you can go to my, uh, my Instagram and, and hit me up that way. We're, we're awesome. still old. We're still old school with it. Be like, send me your address, Venmo me some money. I'll shoot you a shirt, but uh, we're the same way. So yeah, man, but it, but it's cool. They're, um, Hey, shout out to Josh. He's going to throw a few hundred dollars towards the, uh, the breast cancer thing, man. Yeah. Uh, big ups to you. Awesome. And uh, yeah, man, it, it's uh, it's really cool. They're all pink. You know, I'm not I'm not decked out in pink to be whatever. It's it's for a cause. So so if you see a bunch of pink shirts, my boy, a samples, we, we got the same kit. Uh, we'll look very similar. But team samples, Bush Brigade and uh, fuck it, man. We get to throw throw fists and uh, and and help out for a good cause. So so I'm all about it. Awesome, man. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh and, and hopefully maybe some people will hit you up in your inbox and get some of those shirts to help uh, to help out as well. And uh I'm I definitely um am interested in the dollhouse for sure. And for sure. And, and, uh, and also speaking peer-to-peer with some peeps. Thank you for coming on the show as always. And uh we'll let you get out of here. Mike, you got anything else for Brandon? Ah, man, I cannot wait to see you down in South Carolina. It's always a great time. Hell yeah. I want Cal and Aria go to bed. I know they're upstairs watching on their TV. It's bedtime. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, brother. All right, guys. Thank you. you. Later. Later. All right. There he is. Brandon Bushaw, the man himself. That guy really is a fucking legend in the area down there. Everyone yeah. loves him. Um, We got to give a ticket away. We yes, got to give do. a ticket away, buddy. Yes, we Have we thought? Do. What, are you, what are you doing with that gurgly voice? What, what is that? Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. We've got to give away a ticket. Look at Andy Hall says fireworks are going to fly for this whole event. BKFC 52, baby. Let's go. Oh, Shout man. Out. Andy, I don't know if you just tuned in, but we gave you some props because we went through the card a little world, a little earlier. A while ago. And, um, Shout out. And- Let's go, boy. That's right. Shout out. Let's go, boy. Straight from the Cali boys himself. Um, Andy, this card on October 20th is fucking fantastic. And we are looking forward to getting down there and seeing all you guys live again. And um, yeah, I, I'm telling you, there's after speaking to a few of these guys, I can't wait to see them fucking fight for sure. Uh, <laughs> how do you want to give away this ticket there, Mike? I didn't even think about this. Well, 
Well, we we naturally don't really think too much about how about this. Things, you know, how but, about this? Yeah, what? Why don't Why don't we? No, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Why don't we? Uh, if if somebody goes and buys a shirt from Brandon to help his cause for the fucking thing, and then shows us receipts that they actually did it, we'll give him the fucking ticket. Maybe so. <laughs> but I don't want to force anybody to do it. We'll give away a free ticket. How do you want to do it? Corey Rivera wants one. Corey Rivera wants what? A shirt? No, a ticket. He wants oh, a ticket. he wants a ticket? Yeah. A, He's like won a ticket share. in the past, I think. Huh? He's won a ticket in the past, I believe. All right. So how do you want to do this? Let's well, do I don't have a question, Kyle. I don't have one. I don't have a single question. It's a little embarrassing, but I didn't. I don't have one. All right. How about this? Uh, what pick in the NFL draft was the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady? Oh, Wow, a football question for uh, BKFC tickets. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Hey, it doesn't have to be fucking foot no. fight related. We're from New England. It's football season. I got football on right over who you, here. Who do you think uh who do you think's gonna guess this one? I don't know. I don't even think that's too hard of a question, but I feel like we know because we've been following this for for so long. It's not it's not a hard question. You could buy a t shirt with the number across the front of it. That's the secret. Not even one guess. Not, Not even one guess. See, this is the this is the this is the this is the thing. How oh, many people live in there? He is. Rick Caruso is the fastest person. But Rick, you are a fighter. Are you not? <laughs> How about that? Swervo cuts. Um, came in at the same time as Rick Caruso, and I believe Rick could get a ticket if he wanted to though like i i feel like rick i feel like you should be uh should we not give the ticket away to a fighter i, I, I think in the past we've we we made those uh yes i'm we sorry didn't, rick we didn't say the rules before so yes we didn't say the rules and but i'm saying the rules right now rick i apologize we fighters are not allowed to win these tickets we want fans we want people that haven't been to the events before and we got one Right there in the comment section, right below Rick, came in two half, like 0. 0.2 of a second right after Rick. 19, uh, 199 round six, right there. Boom. Oh, that shit. Is, You're going to make the drive now. That is, that is the fucking, that, or is fly. The, that is the winner right there. Swervo cuts. I hope you, uh, have gas in your car and you are ready to go to an event in South Carolina because you won the fucking ticket, my friend. What do you think? That's I it. I don't know. What is he? He's down here. He's saying I can't win it. Does that what does that mean? Oh, why can't you win it? Why'd your answer? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We gotta come up with a new one. Hmm. We should have fucking thought of this a little bit before. Yeah. How about We'll be putting something out about this because I, I I don't I don't know what to do for is can he not go now is that what he's saying he can't go did he win did he not win so here's the thing we will pull back the ticket now the event is um two weeks away yeah two weeks away how about this and I feel like an asshole but. Why don't we give it away next week and Mike and I will come up with an actual fucking game or a, a trivia question. Who is the only pro athlete in history to be drafted in the first round of the for the NFL, the major league and the NBA and Major League Baseball wow. all in the same year? Oh, dude, that's great. 
Hold on. Don't tell me. Russell Wilson. That's what <laughs> I was going to say, but not NBA. He said NBA. NBA. Not Michael Jordan. He didn't get drafted in the first round. And he didn't get drafted in the NFL either. Deion no. Sanders? Not an NBA. Yeah. Deion Sanders. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder how far back this is. Danny Ainge. <laughs> how about Danny Ainge? I wonder what the Yeah, the is. NBA threw me off because I, I thought I knew it too. I thought Russell Wilson when uh, I saw baseball, football, but not NBA. Oh, Andy, is is it is it in the last like 20 years? Can you give us a hint? Why ask a basketball question for fighting tickets? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same thing, but why not? J.J. Redick, Corey, Corey Rivera says. Bo That's Jackson. Right. See, I think Bo Jackson, but but basketball? The basketball thing throws me off. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Andy, give us the answer. Give us the answer. And we're gonna we're Put gonna push around here. We're gonna give the tickets away next Wednesday night. Next Wednesday, we're gonna give away the ticket and we're gonna have a fucking prepared question for this thing, and it's gonna be fight related, so Joe Ivy doesn't give a shit. And we're gonna have a great time doing it, Dave Winfield. I fucking did know that. I would have never guessed that in a million. No, years. god damn it, that's a good one, man. Thank you for that. That just, yeah, uh, that, that was fucking awesome. All right, thank you very much to Cameron Van Camp and Brandon Bouchard for coming on the show tonight. It's gonna be unbelievable to see them fight BKFC fifty two October twentieth. Uh, we don't have anything else going on tonight, and nope. it is a. It is a three-day weekend for the for the two of us, Mike. Yeah. Any good plans for the weekend? None. Zero. Zero Why plans. Not? Don't got any plans. What the no fuck? The you have a, you have a wife and kids. You should have shit to do. We don't plan. We're gonna close my pool, and I'm gonna go eat eat fucking lunch with my parents and have breakfast with my brother the next day. It's, that's what we're gonna do. With that <laughs> said. Second best, second best podcast. Name one, name one better in the bare knuckle world. Yeah. I'll, hey, I dare I'll you. Wait, next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All I got right. nothing else for everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. I hope you guys are uh, more excited for this card uh, after the after the interviews that we had the last couple nights. I'm more excited for the BKFC 52 card for sure. And yes. uh, a lot of a lot of great personalities on this card. It's going to be awesome. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Mike, you got anything else for the peeps? Hey, I'm done. I'm out of here. I can't wait to go to sleep and then get Friday over with. The weekend is here. All right. Peace.